Welcome to the Lesbian Review Podcast. I'm Sheena and today I'm joined by the marvellous Wendy Hudson, author of Four Steps. Wendy, tell us about Four Steps. Oh, hi, first of all. Um, It's really good to be here. (laughs) Four Steps, it's a romantic suspense novel, mostly based in the Scottish Highlands. Uh, There's a little bit of city action in London. And it's just about a random encounter in the mountains where you never know who you're going to meet or who you're going to have to share a bothy with for a night. Basically, Alex and Laurie, the two main characters... After that meeting, they just go on lots of adventures together. And there's a mystery element to the book as well. So it's how they overcome that and find their happy ending, basically. Very nice. What sort of genre does it fall into? I would say romantic suspense. Some people say mystery. Um, I'd say it's more, it's heavier on the romance side, though. Um, the, the mystery is just very much a secondary uh, storyline to it, so... Romantic suspense. Fantastic. So Wendy actually approached me on Facebook and said, have you ever done a top 10 list of outdoor books with lesbian characters? And I was like, no, that has never even occurred to me. It's very outside of my realm of thinking. So Wendy convinced me that she absolutely had to do this list with me. And so here we are. <laughs> I know. I was, I was so shocked. Um, I, I just couldn't believe that there wasn't already a top 10 list, I have to say. I felt a little bit proud of myself, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> that I'd actually come up with an original list. So, Why outdoor of all the things? I think because that's the stories I like writing and I'm an outdoors girl. You know, I love camping and hiking, sailing, skiing, anything that gets me muddy, wet, cold... <laughs> All the lovely stuff. And I think living in Scotland as well, you know, you have the mountains on your doorstep. They're so accessible. And that's really, since I moved here, what inspired me to write, just getting out and about. You know, the the bothy that features in Four Steps, I have actually stayed in. And the mountains that they climb, I have climbed. So I, I'm definitely drawn to books that have that kind of outdoor or very striking landscape. So... That was why it popped into my head. You definitely deserve your lesbian card for that. (laughs) 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 All right, let's get started with the lists. The first thing I want to do is just talk about what my criteria were when I chose my books, and then I'll hand over to you and you can talk about your criteria. So when I was looking at the books, the first thing is that it had to have a large outdoor element and it had to be somewhat key to the plot. Okay, so I didn't just want, you know, somebody taking a road trip or that sort of thing, unless the road trip was walking. So that's why I chose the five I chose. What was your criteria? I think mine was definitely the same. I think it's where the setting is almost a character in itself. So four of mine are traditionally set in countryside of some variety. One is set in a city. But it's such a brutal city, it feels like uh, the, the person could be out being hammered on a mountain somewhere, even though they're just in a city. So I think mine was just that the outdoors was a character, basically. Nice. Well said. My first one is No Good Reason by Carrie Hunter. Good choice. Okay, so I'm going to read the Amazon blurb so that you get an idea of what it's about. 
Detective Senna Jensen, not blonde, not tall, definitely not Scandinavian, and Dr. Meg Fielding, scruffy, scatterbrained, prone to swearing at patients, are lifelong best friends sharing the same deprived background and occasionally the same bed. When a violent kidnapping stuns the Peak District village of Rowley, both women become involved in the case. As Senna and her colleagues in East Derbyshire Special Ops search for the culprit and Meg fights to keep his victims alive, a shocking discovery turns the investigation on its head. With the clock ticking, Senna and Meg find themselves pushed closer by a crime that threatens to tear everything apart. This is a great, great thriller. The reason I chose this for the outdoors one was because a lot of it is set in the rugged, snowy hills. And it's cold and it's miserable and there's a big hunt on in the, the countryside. So, yeah, it's a great book. I'm a, I'm a fan of Carrie Hunter. I have only read the, her first couple of books. Uh, the Dark Peak series is definitely on my to-read list at some point, I would say. The, the Dark Peak series is her best work. So what's your first one? My first one is an Ari Bradshaw book. It's out on the sound. Um, it's, it's actually her first book, and I know she has re-released it, as a second edition out where maybe been helped with a new editor and things like that. So I have actually read it again since then and um, it was great. She's definitely a favourite author of mine and I know most people are drawn to the Rainy Bell series, which was brilliant, but I don't know, I have a little soft spot for for the first book out on the sound. Okay, so Decky and Charlie begin their adventures together in this story of new love. Two thirty-somethings find each other through fate and a fight to hang on as their romance takes them on a roller coaster of emotions, mostly filled with hilarious interactions with friends and family. It's through a tragic event that Decky and Charlie find out just how far they would go for each other. Um, it's set on the North Carolina coast and the beautiful scenery serves as a background to Decky and Charlie's adventures during the first four whirlwind weeks of their relationship. Oh, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> but I have to say, I've read everything that Ari Bradshaw's written since then, and I've just totally fallen in love with North Carolina. It's somewhere I've never been, but it's definitely on my places to visit now. I think I, I just really liked all the fun little adventures that they went on. You know, going out on the sound and fishing. I think it really captured the setting. Um, it was good fun, made me laugh. And I think most of all, I just believed that Charlie and Decky were meant to be together. So that's why I loved it. Brilliant. <laughs> so it's, a, it's predominantly a romance. Yeah, it's a romance, yeah. All right, book two. Paradox Valley by Jerry Hill. Uh, this is such a fun one. Because this is a little bit of a horror sort of feel because it's supernatural so it would fall into the category of horror but it's very oh what's what is going on it's a it's great fun and it's a great audiobook paradox valley is about this i'm gonna read the amazon blurb was it an earthquake a meteor or something else entirely running from a marriage proposal in seattle dana ingram returns to her parents farm in western colorado for a two-week vacation in paradox valley only a couple of days into it however a small earthquake leaves them without power Cars won't start, batteries don't work, and cell phones are useless. When a Black Hawk helicopter vanishes off of radar, Captain Corey Conaway is sent to locate it and its crew, all while keeping the disappearance out of the media. When she meets Dana and her cousin Butch, Corey solicits their help in the search, 
But as they travel on horseback through the rugged and remote Paradox Valley, what they stumble upon has them running for their lives. And that is a pretty accurate description of this book. And so most of it takes place outdoors in western Colorado, in the, the hills and the farms and the valleys and things there. And because there's no power and no vehicles, they have to ride on horseback. And everything is, is, is reduced back to this very primitive way of life. And, and then there's dead scary elements in this book. So if you're not a fan of horror, read it anyway because it's great. <laughs> yeah, I've read a lot of Jerry Hill, but again, I haven't read this one. And you always find with her that you're just reading going, la la la, this is a lovely love story. And then all of a sudden there's like, you know, creatures in a cave or something. And you're like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I don't read blurbs very often. If it's an author I know, I just kind of go with it. So suddenly, like you say, it takes a horror turn or a paranormal turn. Uh, um, I quite like that. It's a bit different. I love Hill's horror books. I love her horror books more than I love her romances. It's not that I don't love her romances. It's just that I'm, I like to read stuff outside of the normal sort of sphere of yeah. romance. So give me something with a horror twist and I'm a very happy girl. Okay, so what's your next book? Okay, I'm going to cheat a little with the second book, but only because you told me I was allowed to. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, because it's actually a book that, <laughs> it's a book that isn't out yet that I've uh, just beta read and it's actually Andrea Brammel's new book Rock in a Hard Place and um, so Andrea is actually my editor so it was quite fun to turn the tables a little on her and uh, get to beta read her next one but the reason was because I finished it before I was putting my list together and it's actually set in Patagonia in sort of on that border between Argentina and Chile. I can honestly say I've never read a book set there, so it was uh, completely new for me. She's clearly done her research. It just totally transported me there, you know, I could see the glacier, I could picture the the main mountain in the book is called Mount Fitzroy, and it just totally like captured the vastness I think of the whole place. Um, the premise of the book, there is a romance and it's based around the recording of a reality TV show to become the ultimate climber or the greatest climber or something. So that kind of gives it a different angle and there's lots of rock climbing and different characters. And yeah, I just I really, really enjoyed it. There's whitewater rafting and camping and, and then, of course, lots of lesbian love drama. So... You basically got the the perfect lesbian adventure novel. Yeah, so it was a good one. I, I can't wait to see the finished version. When is it coming out? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I maybe should have asked her that, but um, no doubt. <laughs> She'll be like, Wendy! <laughs> I'm not sure. It'll be a little bit later in the year because it is just at the beta read stage, but I'm sure she'll announce it soon. I have no doubt that... Bram Hall's going to get a huge following because whenever I talk about her book, I get a lot of like responses. Oh, it was so wonderful. Oh, it's so beautiful. So she's on the fast track to Les Fix Stardom. Yeah, I think so. I think she's not afraid to tackle a completely different environment like with um, Nightingale, you know, and it was partly set, set in Pakistan, was it? And it just added a whole new dimension. And she does her research as well, I think, which is good. You can tell she's not just gone and sat on Wikipedia for half an hour or something. And it, I think it really shows and it adds to it. So I'm quite privileged, I think, to have her as a editor. 
So there's yeah. a sneak peek for our listeners. All right. So my number three on my list is Night Vision by Karen Callmaker. Now, this book has made several of my lists just because it's it's Callmaker. How can you not have Callmaker on all your lists? I feel bad now. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for that. <laughs> Making enemies for me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Night Vision is a, it's a difficult book to describe because it's intensely inside the character's head. It's about, well, I'll read you the blurb. Julia Madison is having nightmares every night, all night. Painful and perplexing, the nightmares of a woman in captivity calling for help escalate until she's having them during the day, wide awake. Doctors prescribe pills. Therapists theorize about past lives and post-traumatic stress. Fortune tellers predict she will meet a tall, mysterious stranger. Julia would prefer to blame her ex, her job, even the Santa Ana wins. In spite of her long history as a loner, she turns to a support group for women with sleep disorders, and to her amazement, she learns that other lesbians in the group, and only the lesbians, are having similar nightmares. No longer believing these vivid night visions are in their heads, the women join forces to find the source of their disturbance. Since Julia knows that her dreams focus on the woman named Serena, finding Serena is her number one priority. Convincing the other lesbians to help her comb the Mohave Desert is only the beginning of the adventure. That's why this is my outdoor pick, because a lot of it takes place in the desert. They have to find this woman, this mysterious woman that's creating this these nightmares for all of them, because she is fleeing for her life. And they're all seeing her flight, and so they're trying to find her. And it's this incredible but dark story of sort of psychic nightmares. It's weird, but it's great. Wow, I think you've sold it to me, definitely. Yeah, I, I haven't read that one. I haven't read it, but yeah, it sounds that sounds up up my street, definitely. So I'll take a wee note of that one. A wee note. That's so sweet. I know, my accent is honestly, it's uh, indecipherable, I think, sometimes. It's charming. Charming. That's a very nice oh. way of putting it. Oh no, it's lovely. Um, Callmaker used to write these sort of supernatural type books under a pen name. I think it was Laura Adams. Yeah, so she wrote this one, Christabel, and I think two others. And I've read this one in Christabel. I haven't gotten the others because they're not on Kindle and it's difficult to get paperbacks here. I absolutely love her darker stuff. I, As much as I love the Callmaker romances, her darker stuff is just ingenious because she really gets intensely like in the character's heads. Yeah. So it's great fun. Yeah. So the desert and the the winds, the Santa Ana winds, play a huge role in this story. And so this definitely falls into the outdoor category. Okay, I believe you. All right, so what's your third book? Okay, my third book is one... I'm not sure many will have heard of the author. Um, the author is Ingrid Black. And this is the first Saxon and Fitzgerald mystery. So there is a series, and I know how you all love a series, which is why I added it. Um, but yeah, there's three books so far, uh, but although they were written in the kind of early noughties, I heard talk of a fourth one being written recently, um, because I think the first three have suddenly gained a whole new popularity. And I think it came off the back of a story where the author discovered that somebody had completely plagiarised all three of her books and had self-published them on Amazon and had literally 
changed a word here or a name there or I mean it was there was without a shadow of a doubt she had completely taken all three books and put them under her own name and the author actually said the most annoying thing about it was because it's around an ex-FBI agent and a police chief and it's actually set in Dublin and she said the most annoying thing is that she changed the police chief to a man when originally she was a woman and they have a kind of that's the romance element they have a relationship so basically she ripped off the book and she made it straight so I think lots of people have then just gone out and bought the originals to support her, which has been good. I'll read the blurb here for you. Why would you want to ruin a perfectly good lesbian by turning it straight? I don't understand these people. Do it the other way around. Go rip off a hetero book and make it lesbian if you must do something. That's improving it. I think because this... Exactly. And I think because the series actually had a kind of mainstream success as well. I mean, it won the uh, Seamus Award for the best first PI novel. And it was like long listed in a lot of our national newspapers um, for various awards and things. So yeah, it was just a real shame that it was actually a, a book with a lesbian element to it had gone mainstream and then this person had turned it straight. But anyway, uh, so the blurb, the first book is called The Dead. And that's the one I've chosen. And I'll just read the Amazon thing. So it's uh, five years ago, the serial killer known as the Night Hunter vanished without a trace after murdering five women. Now another killer claiming to be the notorious Ed Fagan is back prowling the streets of Dublin in search of new victims. But Saxon, former FBI agent turned true crime author, knows that it can't really be him. Joining forces with Detective Superintendent Grace Fitzgerald of the Dublin Metropolitan Police, Saxon soon finds herself in danger as the body count starts to rise and all secrets come to light. So I know this isn't traditionally outdoors as in how you would think about the mountains or the lakes. I'm classing it because I think you honestly feel like you're just exploring the whole city through the eyes of Saxon. You know, the rain never stops. It's cold and it's windy and it's dark and it's gritty. She may be in Haworth at the lighthouse or she may be up at Dublin Castle. It's So you're very much, because she's meant to be this American that's transplanted into Dublin and she's just discovering it and getting to know it. Uh, you're kind of doing that with her. And so that's why I've classed it as an outdoor one because I feel like every little thing she does is sort of like a little adventure within Dublin. Um, And I have to say, every time I finished one of those books, I've just wanted to go and disappear into like a grotty Dublin bar and like drink Guinness and smoke cigarettes or something. (laughs) That's how you feel at the end of it. You're like, just need to like (laughs) calm down now. Uh, so that that would be my my number three pick. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, they are good. Uh, they're quite light on the romance. I should say that it's very subtle. Okay. I'm okay with it. I actually think the more lesbic we move away from the romance as the main story plot, the more we will grow as a genre. I think the moments between Saxon and Fitzgerald, they're very subtle, and they're. I mean, there's there's no denying that they are in a relationship. But they're very subtle. There's no kissing or sex or anything like that in it. But I think the little moments they do have are then kind of very well written and, and sort of quite special, I think, um, which I really appreciate. So, Crab. Okay, I definitely need to go look at that one. 
Well, if you like your darkness and stuff, then yeah, I think that's one for you, definitely. I do. I do like the the grittier novels. Having said that, I mean, give me a a real emo romance and I'm a very happy camper too. So, Poppy Jenkins. I love Poppy Jenkins. What a great book. Okay, my book four is The Time Before Now by Missouri Vaughan. This is such a good book. I really love this book. Just go buy this book. <laughs> That's it, the end. Just do as you're told. <laughs> Sheen is the boss. Yes, I am I am boss. Go buy the book. <laughs> go buy Wendy's book too while you're at it. Ah, yay. <laughs> okay. So, A Time Before Now by Missouri Vaughan is a sort of a sci-fi... It's mostly a post-apocalyptic type thing. Not really apocalypse, but it's, you know, set in the future after humanity's crashed and burned and then went off to the clouds. Okay, so more than 50 years have passed since peak oil has left the Earth without access to modern technology, while great cloud cities for the rich float above the oceans. On the ground below... Vivian Yates leaves Oklahoma on an epic 700-mile journey east to her ancestral home. Early on, she encounters Elizabeth, who preys on Vivian's inexperience and naivety, luring her into a brief affair that ends in disaster. Oh, and the way Vaughn writes the character of Elizabeth, I actually said to her, please, please write a story where Elizabeth is the main character, because she's such a psycho, and I just love it. I'm not sure what that says about you, that you love the psycho. (laughs) It says I'm a really boring, straight-up human being with nothing better to do than read about interesting characters. Okay. Is that believable? Yeah, why not? (laughs) Okay, so Elizabeth is a very small, small slice of the book, but she's great fun. And then, after that, betrayed and withdrawn, Vivian sets out again on her eastward track. Along the way, she meets the beautiful, light-hearted Ida. Together they face obstacles both natural and man-made. Ida brings Vivian, wounded in both body and spirit, back to life. Destiny has thrown them into each other's arms, where they find not only love, but hope and trust and forever. And that's all very sweet. The reason I love this book is because of what Vaughn does with Vivian's character. Vaughn, Vaughn makes Vivian doubt her decisions but from a kind of a selfish point of view. So she's thinking things like, just, you know, if I leave now, then I can probably travel faster or I can get further by myself, you know, then I don't have to deal with these other people and stuff. And I love that because never do we see the main characters of books being so emotionally flawed and then really coming to their own. Yeah. So I just love that. And the physical journey was just also beautifully written because they deal with all sorts of elements of the outdoors because it's, they're walking most of the time. And they deal with wild people that now try to rob them and that sort of thing. So it's it's great fun. So it's a good kind of wilderness book then. I like the sound of that one. See, you're killing me here because I haven't read this one either. So <laughs> You see, this is why I've done this list really, so that I can get lots more recommendations myself. Is all of her books similarly themed or is it just that one that's more kind of outdoorsy or...? She has created an entire science fiction universe, okay, with the cloud cities and stuff. And these characters in this particular book are actually old ladies in her first book. So this is the story okay. of them when they were young. Okay. Growing up. Yeah. And... So she's All written right, cool. three or four books in this series, but she's written some other stuff as well. 
Uh, the Atos doesn't play a huge role in the other ones the way it does this one. But she does talk a lot about what happened to Earth after all the rich people went up into the clouds. And now you're back to the most basic, no electricity type of lifestyle. Okay, yeah. I quite like that. I Like, one of my favorite, like, movie genres is, like, disaster movies. I, I can't get enough of them. It's... You know, I do wonder sometimes at just how much I enjoy a disaster film when the world is ending. And But I think because I am drawn to that really basic way of life, you know, I love going in wild camping where, you know, I have to get a fire started and you just have what you've got on your back to eat and there's nobody else around. It's amazing. So I think that's maybe why I love disaster movies. So maybe I should check this out if it's, uh, like you say, back to basics. Is there, are there zombies? There's no zombies. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I love a zombie. Would you survive a disaster? Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's why I'm so drawn to it, because I, I know I'm surviving that, definitely. <laughs> I've got plans and everything. <laughs> I would have tins of beans and toilet roll like under my bed and in all my spare cupboards if I was allowed, but I'm not the boss in this house, unfortunately. That's probably a good thing. Well, you know, always be prepared. <laughs> I should have been a Boy Scout. All right, so what's your fourth book? <clears throat> okay, my next book. Again, I'm not sure how many will have heard of this author, only because the book does isn't traditionally like in the lesbic genre. But I had to pick a book that's set in Scotland. And I couldn't really pick my own book because, you know, that's just not the, the thing to do, is it? So <laughs> um, I went with... Orla Broderick and her book The January Flower it's called so I'll read you the little spiel here okay it says this novel will touch your heart it will transport you to the Scottish islands you will smell hear, and touch love and nature it may change your life forever and it says when single mother Mary finds herself isolated from friends and family she seduces a strange man to find affection He moves her to a caravan on a beach on his mother's farm. She explores meditation, spirituality and sexuality with the help of his mother. She falls in love with his sister. She is on a quest to realise truth and save herself and her small daughter. This book will leave you breathless and begging for more. So this one may be a little bit controversial because she is initially in a relationship with this guy and so there is a lot of that in there and I know some people just they don't want that in their lesbic which is why I'm saying it's probably not traditionally lesbic but I think it's just such a good book and you know and she ends up falling in love with her sister in the end so is there a happy ever after for the the two women yeah I'm not telling you Listen, it's what it's one ninety nine on Amazon UK, so you can go and find out. You can't spoil the end oh, of a book. So you can send all your hate mail to Wendy. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. I just think uh, there's so many aspects to the book, and it is just it's so poetic. It's really wonderfully well written, you know, and it's full of yeah that those kind of poetic prose. It's it's intense and it's really thoughtful and spiritual and very evocative and stuff and and I just think it so you're actually it's on the uh the Scottish island of the Isle of Skye uh, which is one of our most further furthest north uh, islands on the Inner Hebrides I think it's Inner Hebrides but it's 
you know, you feel like you can smell the salt and the seaweed and hear the waves crashing. It's it's really beautiful. And I, I like the fact as well that um, what you were saying is the main character, Mary, is very flawed. You know, she's she's naive. She's quite vulnerable. She decides, like, she misses sex. She misses company. So she's just going to get involved with this guy to resolve <laughs> those two things. It's not about being in love with him or anything like that. And she also has her young daughter. I like that it's a single mum. You know, there's so few books with those kind of characters. But it's about where her only kind of point for being is her daughter. But actually she needs to go and discover herself a little bit as well. I Like I said, it's one ninety nine on Kindle. I think it might take some people out of their comfort zone, but I would really highly recommend it, definitely. Okay, cool. My fifth book, and definitely not my last book, and I need to put in a a disclaimer here, that first of all, earlier when I said you should plagiarize books, I did not mean it. Don't plagiarize books. That's very bad. Don't pirate books either. I'm very, very against getting pirated books. Please don't do that. Here, here. Because if you really want lesbic and you're... There are free stories out there, lots of them. In fact, I did a podcast on them. So, okay. Innocent Hearts by Radcliffe. In 1860s Montana Territory, Kate Beecher, a young woman from Boston, faces the hardships and hard choices of life on the frontier. Just 18 and quietly struggling against the social constraints of the era, Kate meets a woman who fires first her imagination and then her dreams. Jessie Forbes, a fiercely independent rancher, finds in Kate the passion she never knew she'd been missing. This is the story of their struggle to love in a land and a time that it was as cruel as it was beautiful. That sounds good. So because it's in the 1860s, the Montana Territory is uh, large ranches and travel by horseback and carriage. And so getting from the ranches to town isn't that easy. So while not a lot of this is necessarily set outdoors, there's definitely a feeling of what it was like to live back then and how nature ruled so much. Because when it was cold and snowing, you couldn't get off your ranch, you couldn't get into town, you were trapped. That's why this one's on there. Cool. Do they go on like little adventures and things, or is it... No, it's it's very much a romance, so a lot of it is just, you know, pining over each other and that sort of thing, but because Jessie's a rancher, you know, there's a lot of like, she's herding her horses around and she's... Uh, and then Kate is loves doing photography, so she drags her giant camera everywhere and takes outdoor shots and that sort of thing. But there's definitely an element of like what it was like and how wild it was. Cool. I like the sound of it. I think it may be, uh, it sounds similar to to my number five book. It's another Ari Bradshaw book. So I started with Out on the Sound and I'll finish with Out on the Panhandle, um, which is the follow-up Charlie and Decky adventure. Um, so I'll read this. I'll read this for you. So it takes you to um, cowboy country, Oklahoma, which just immediately had my attention. I have to say. Uh, so it says, take a thirty-nine-year-old woman born and raised on the beach and plop her down on the panhandle of Oklahoma in the midst of a huge family reunion. Add in a cow chip throwing contest, a horse roundup. Native American legends, a crazed fundamentalist sister-in-law, a family secret, an unforgettable romance, and Decky Bradshaw is in for a wild ride. 
Um, and it says the sequel to Out in the Sound, it's, it continues the tales of Charlie and Decky. Um, Out in the Panhandle will elicit tears one moment, side-splitting laughter the next, on the way to discovering that true love never ends. It is definitely a romance. Why I love this one is because it is in Oklahoma, so that was a bit different for Ari Bradshaw because most of hers are set in North Carolina. Um, but what I really liked is you kind of get two stories for the price of one because it weaves the kind of present day love story that's continuing between uh, Charlie and Decky and the challenges that that's bringing. Um, the first book kind of dealt with Decky's coming out and her family in North Carolina, like her mum, who was pretty crazy and quite homophobic and things. And now we've gone to meet Charlie's family and kind of deal with her coming out as well and everything that that involves in this huge family reunion but so that you have that story but there's also this kind of historical story that's like set in the wild west and um, which was pretty cool and then both just make for like really great scenic descriptions and because it's a family member that the wild wild west sort of stuff is coming through it's like discovering secrets of charlie's family and through this other really beautiful love story so I thought that was pretty cool and really enjoyable. And I mean, you're on a ranch and there's horses and cowboy boots and throwing cow pat. And I mean, you don't get much more outdoors than that. I think it was a great story and a really nice romance. So I'm taking it you're a really big Ori Bradshaw fan. Uh, yeah, I, I just particularly love those two. I enjoyed the Rainy Bell series as well. And I've yeah, I've pretty much read, I've read most of hers. I get so little time to read, I think, with writing and editing and stuff now that I tend to go for safe authors, I suppose. If I do have some time, I go for authors that I know already or unless I've had a really, you know, a really great recommendation from somebody else. So, um, yeah, it's just so easy to go and pick up one of hers. Or So you've got a second book coming out. When is that? Um, at the moment, it's set for October. Uh, potentially a little sooner though. Uh, editing's been going really, really great. Um, we're just about to start working on the cover and all the little bits and pieces that go with it, the blurb and uh, whatnot. Yeah, so October, maybe sooner. It's called Mind to Keep and it's set in down near the Scottish borders. Uh, so there'll be a bit of hill climbing again. But it's mostly set in a very small little town where everybody knows everybody's business and again it's a romance but with that mystery element to it and it's mostly centered in an old Scottish castle as well which is cool I, I love Scottish castles and I love staying in them and exploring them so yeah it's set it's mostly set in a castle which I hope people will enjoy fantastic and where can listeners find you if they are going oh I need to hook up with Wendy Hassan because she's just the most awesome person ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I get that every day. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, I've got my website, which is just wendyhudsonauthor.com. And there's a contact tool if people want to email me through that. Um, otherwise, there's a Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Wendy Hudson Author again. And I'm also on Twitter. And that's at W Hudson Author. Come and say hello. Tell me if you liked the book, hated the book. Any questions? Wendy, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me.
Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe on iTunes, Podbean and Stitcher. And comment. Tell us what books you would add to the favorite outdoor lesbian category. That's it. Come find our podcast group on Facebook. It's called the Lesbian Talk Show Podcast Chat. Welcome to the Lesbian... I always forget the name of this podcast. It's quite okay. So today I have the... Uh, the Detective Senna Jensen. <laughs> Try again. Have you had coffee yet? <laughs> this is why I do podcasts and not live. Yeah, definitely. As Senna and her colleagues in the East Derbyshire Special Ops Search... This is going to be a long podcast. That's okay. Can I just say I love how you say Derbyshire. Well, what do you say? Derbyshire. It's spelt with an E, I know it's confusing. And just, uh, can I just add though, as long as they're not about Frank. Do you know how many messages I've had telling me off about my character Frank <laughs> in Four Steps? Sorry, I'm, ki- I'm kidding, <laughs> don't worry actually, it's fine, it's fine. You can edit that bit out. Is Frank the dog? Yeah. Yes, I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had some quite upset people with me about Frank. I've learned a lesson though there. And Andrea didn't warn you about this? She did, actually, to be fair, she did. Um, she was, yeah, her comments were quite funny. They, they mostly consisted of, no, <laughs> when she read that section. It's okay, Frank's a hero. I made Frank a hero. That's what I said, tell everyone. I made him a hero. Excellent. Radcliffe's emo. Radcliffe's like, oh no, how can you do that? And then, oh, but I did. And we can't be together. And then, yeah, so. Is it really terrible? I've, nev- I've never ever read a Radcliffe book. I know. Okay, that's it. Your, your lesbian card is revoked forever now. <laughs> I don't know how. I've just... I'm not doing myself any favours here, am I? It's fine, I'm sure the other people too. Like, at least one on the planet. (laughs) I'm gonna find that person. It's not a support group. Just to prove to you that there is someone else, that's all. (laughs)